Previously on Super Magic Force. When at last Bellatrix was out of sight, it'll be okay, Master. No, Sam. It's not right. I'm just saying there's no need to get angry. Well, if I'm angry, it's her fault. His eyes turned a luminous green, and his muscles began to swell. No, Hoko! No! There never was a giant, was there? Hoko smash! Hoko Baggins screamed as he pulled the bars apart. And now... Super Magic Force Wars! Super Magic Force Wars! Fanfiction crossover spectacular. From the quiet forests of Little Earth, to the sprawling cities of the wide world and beyond, to the planets of outer place, the multi-world is a battleground for the dual soul heroes. Each one a combination of two or more fandom favorites fighting to keep the seven stones of aggravation out of the hands of those who would destroy the easel of creativity itself. Written and performed by M.J. Maiello and based on the greatest works of our time. Book Two. Tales of Little Earth. Episode 42, The Beast Wars, Part 1. Setting, Bell's Castle, somewhere within the old forest, Little Earth. Soon, Hoko had freed all the beasts. Perhaps he thought they would be of help to him, but their long-held rivalries with each other erupted into a brawl that burst out of the gardens and onto the main floor of the castle. Everywhere one looked, fur-covered furies smashed through walls and upended tables, sending singing glassware running in fear. Thundercats! Ho! Lion-O screamed as Hank McCoy swung from the chandelier, and Bjorn's punch sent the Bumble's teeth flying across the room. You must fight to free yourselves from her spell! Prince Adam screamed to little effect as the three hobbits scrambled towards the door to avoid the rampage. But then Kong landed in their path, letting out such a monstrous roar that the entire countryside shook and all the combatants froze. My darlings, Bellatrix said, appearing at the balcony of the Great Hall, this violence is very unnecessary. Won't you be dears and head back to your cells and I will deal with you each later. I am afraid you have all been very naughty and will need to be punished. And immediately the beasts all hung their heads in shame. No punish! Hulko Baggins screamed and he bound up towards Bellatrix Lestrange, wielding Jacob the Wolf like a weapon. But he was intercepted in mid-air as Kong's punch sent him crashing through the castle's door and into its moat. Sam, Fatty, and Mary Longbottom had found their weapons, but facing the enormous gorilla they had not found their courage. But just then they heard a sound most unexpected. Singing, and through the hole Holko had just made in the castle wall, they could see many people coming up the road to the castle bearing torches and pitchforks. Old Tom Bombagaston had come, and by his side was Lafouberry, who held Trevor on a green lily pad. You did it, Trevor! Mary Longbottom said, and Tom's song rose above the din. Hi-ho, Cherry-o, but we've no time for feasts. We have come with torch and fork. We've come to kill the beasts. Chaos broke loose as the villagers swarmed into the castle with torches, poles, and hooks. A great battle ensued. Hulko 
had emerged from the moat and now was rolling with Kong on the castle floor, exchanging savage blows. Old Tom was singing, dancing, and every now and then throwing a mighty roundhouse punch. We have to get out of here, Sam yelled to the hobbits, but Fatty had found his way back to the main dining room and was humming the Be Impressed song as he loaded up his pack with the spread of food that was once again waiting on the table. We have to free them from the spell, Mary Longbottom said. Prince Adam said there was a library with magic books. I have to find it. And he ran up the stairs. Hulko, meanwhile, had landed a solid punch to the side of Kong's jaw just before he was himself hit over the head by Bjorn, who wielded a massive wooden bench. Kong staggered dizzily, and the world was spinning. He looked to his mistress and saw her casting spells at Tom, but the expression on her face was cruel, and she was no longer beautiful to his eyes. But then he saw another woman, small with flowing blonde hair, and his heart, which was already the size of a Volkswagen, began to swell with love for this new beauty. Kong grabbed Lefouberry in his massive hand, dashed out the door, and climbed up the castle's highest tower. Production Notes I don't know about you, but I'm finding all of this very exciting. It's wonderful to combine King Kong with Beauty and the Beast, since they share so much. I did have one additional scene as part of this. Uh, you might have noticed that two beloved characters are missing. Uh, two characters that should be included in any respectable satire of Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the scene I cut had a kind of risque humor. But uh, just to maintain the rating, I took it out of the main narrative, out of an abundance of caution. I did attach it to the end of this episode, though, but I beeped the words, which, while not actually offensive words, might have shocked some people in this context. But uh, I think perceptive listeners will be able to reason it out. At any rate, uh, this sort of risque humor has run its course for this podcast, so... If uh, it tested the boundaries for you, you can rest assured there'll be no more crude jokes like this. Thanks. General Disclaimer. This is a work of fan fiction, satire, admiration, and love. It is solely for entertainment. I do not own the rights to any of the reference works. This includes, but is not limited to, The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek, The Hobbit, Marvel Comics, The Wheel of Time, The Pelennor series, Game of Thrones, any Disney properties, or Norse mythology. I do not own the rights to any characters portrayed in this series at all, not even a little bit. The creators of these intellectual properties have not endorsed this work, and they almost certainly would not return my phone calls. The Harry Potter series was created by J.K. Rowling and is owned by Warner Brothers. The works of J.R.R. Tolkien are owned by the Tolkien estate. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Enterprises, Star Wars, and the works of Disney Animation are owned by the Disney Company. Specific disclaimer. Monsters Incorporated is owned by the Walt Disney Company. The Thundercats were created by Tobin Ted Wolf. The Thundercats are owned by Warner Bros. Twilight was written by Stephanie Meyer and published by Little Brown and Company. King Kong was created by Marion C. Cooper at RKO Radio Pictures and is owned by Warner Brothers. The Bumble is a reference to Rudolph and the Island of Misfit Toys, which was written by Michael Ashner and distributed by Good Times Entertainment in the United States. Also note, Neil Gaiman, Hayao Miyazaki, George Lucas, Stan Lee, and Chris Claremont are just plain awesome. 
This podcast is and always will be available for free, and I am not and never will be making any profit from this podcast. All rights of the original intellectual properties belong to their respective owners. Please don't sue me. Old Tom Bamba Gaston ran up the stairs, bounding over Mary Longbottom. But it was not long before Mary found the library, an enormous room filled with countless books. How would he ever find the right one? Accio's spellbook, he cast with a wave of his wand. But to his dismay, dozens of spellbooks flew off the shelves and clobbered him. Might we be of service? He heard a very French voice say as he crawled out from under the pile. He found two strange creatures before him. One was what he could only conclude was a clockwork rooster, and the other seemed to be a walking, talking oil can. Who are you? Mary asked. We are Coxworth and Lubadia. We were servants of Prince Adam before we were cursed and then freed and then cursed again by Bellatrix to serve her in her unspeakable perversions. Her spellbook, Mary said. I need to find the book she uses to control the beasts. I know just the one, Lubadia said. Follow me. Super Super magical Magical Force.